We are I. I'm going to read an article that came in my uh, my Twitter feed this morning because it caught my eye and then I read it. It's only going to take me a few minutes to read through this and then I'm going to expand upon it because this to me is like the absolute crux of what is, what is wrong with our justice system, what is wrong with Canada, what is wrong with our federal government, what's wrong with transparency, what's wrong with honesty. So I'm going to read it, and like I said, then I'll expand upon it. So um, it was in the Star of Vancouver and wrote by Tonda McCharles of the Ottawa Bureau. The title is Emergencies Act Inquiry to Hear CSIS Evidence on Freedom Convoy in Secret. Now, for those that don't know, CSIS is our spy program here in Canada, and they made some outrageous claims about the Freedom Convoy that turned out to not be true. And uh, their campaign for raising money um, with the millions and millions and millions of dollars that it raised and claim that there was, you know, Russian interference. There's a lot of foreign money, you know, pouring into this convoy through these contributions on GoFundMe and then Give, Send, Go, which all turned out to be absolute bullshit. So, um, again, the Emergencies Act inquiry to hear CSIS evidence on Freedom Convoy in secret. Justice Paul Rillo agreed to hear the federal government's request for a closed hearing on information the spy agency claims as classified. Ottawa. A judge leading the federal inquiry into the Liberal government's use of special emergencies law to end the Freedom Convoy protests has agreed to hear evidence from Canada's spy agency at a secret hearing. In a ruling made public late Wednesday, Justice Paul Rouleau said the federal government asked for a secret hearing behind closed doors and without other parties present in order. And just so you know, other parties means all the other lawyers for um, the federal government, the provincial governments, the police officers, the Justice Institute and the Civil Liberties Commission, everybody like that. It's only going to have the lawyer present from the commission itself and not even the other lawyers are allowed to be involved in the secret hearing. For So in other words, that CSIS cannot be cross-examined by anybody else except for the lawyer who represents the commission, who represents the judge that was appointed by Justin Trudeau. In order for his commission counsel to examine employees of the Canadian Security Intelligence Service on evidence related to the convoy protest that the agency claims is classified, it all centers around the around evidence not yet tabled at the inquiry. And again, why would evidence not be tabled at the inquiry when it this is all involved of gaining all the evidence that is around this decision that was made and it being made public for scrutiny? And it is unclear what is the subject of the CSIS intelligence that the spy agency wants to protect. The federal government has submitted two versions of what's called an institutional report to the inquiry, one for public release and another that is a classified version of it, Rouleau's ruling indicates. 
While neither has been publicly released, the unclassified version was released on October 6th to the parties which have legal standing at the inquiry, including legal advisors to the convoy protesters. After Rouleau's commission, lawyers told the government they intend to examine CSIS witnesses and a witness from the Integrated Terrorism Assessment Centre on both versions, the federal government of Canada asked Rouleau to bar the public and other parties from any cross-examination on the classified version, claiming disclosure of the information would be injurious to national security. And this is a term that I've come to fucking can't stand about the federal government is whenever they don't want something coming out that'll hurt their image or hurt their narrative, it always gets classified as, you know, being protected under national security, like, which is absurd that this can happen and that they have found this loophole and we keep letting them use it. But let's move on. It's important because the inquiry has already heard of differing intelligence assessments of the threats posed by the convoy, including a second-hand account contained in notes summarizing the CSIS view that in the first week at least, CSIS did not believe there was a substantial foreign influence, fundraising, or organizing behind the convoy. Cabinet ministers did raise concerns about the three-week blockade and about the number of foreign donors to the convoy's $10 million online fundraising efforts. It is not clear what information or intelligence CSIS is trying to protect. Rouleau's ruling indicates the government argued a public hearing would hurt CSIS's ability to protect the spy agencies, and in quotes, because this is the part that really caught my eye, interests in individuals, groups, or issues, including the existence or non-existence of past or present files or investigations. The intensity of investigations or the degree or lack of success of investigations. So the two things to take into those quotations are the non-existence of past or present files or investigations and the lack of success of those investigations. So you can kind of start to paint a little bit of a picture here why that wording would specifically be in there. The federal government also argued against revealing methods of operation and investigative techniques utilized by CSIS or harming the relationship that CSIS maintains with other police, security, and intelligence agencies and the information exchanged in confidence with such agencies. It also argued to protect CSIS employees' internal procedures and administrative methodologies and telecommunications systems used by CSIS and informants to CSIS. Which this is another line that I thought to be really interesting is what exactly are they using for telecommunication systems that is so secretive and not available to public knowledge that that being here and whatever they use to be able to spy on these people in Canada, which I thought was illegal to be able to spy on Canadian citizens, but obviously they have some kind of, you know, telecommunication systems, which if I had to place a bet would be that Pegasus program out of Israel that has been deemed to be illegal, that there's probably something like that in there that they don't want released as well. But again, let's move on. Rule ruled Um, He was satisfied that the burden had been met for the evidence to be heard in the absence of the public. Now, remember, this isn't just the public. This isn't just you and I. 
This excludes the legal teams that represent all the other facets from the OPP, the OPS, the PPS, the uh, Freedom Convoy, um, the City of Toronto, the or the City of Ottawa, sorry, the uh, Province of Ontario, they, some of the individual convoy members, some of the individual um, RCMP and you know, OPS and you know, public um, police officers. There's probably 20 lawyers in that room. Never mind the ones from the Civil Liberties you know, Association and the Justice, for Consti- Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms. This excludes all those lawyers. So when he says the public, it doesn't just mean the public. He also means the lawyers. So what they're saying here is that they don't even trust the lawyers who have sworn an oath. And a lot of these don't even represent people like you. I mean, these represent, you know, institutions that they're saying already know about all of these secrets. And it's going to, it's going to, there's the potential to tarnish the relationship between CSIS and these other police agencies. But these other police agencies are not even allowed to be there to be able to refute what CSIS is saying. Like, let's move on. He set aside three hours for a secret hearing and said that after the hearing, the evidence, he will decide whether the evidence must remain confidential or if some or all of it can be made public. For example, a summary that describes the evidence without disclosing information that must remain confidential. So there's the article, and that's the article in in its entirety. And you can see the bullshit. Like, if the average person reads this, and I know that Tonda McCharles is obviously writing this in a way where you know, she's being objective and just saying both sides of the story and writing it for how it is. But what I'm interested in is the quotations that she's taken, like the direct comments that have been made by the federal government. And this isn't just the federal government. This is just Justin Trudeau's federal government. And CSIS and the judge who's leading the commission who's appointed by Trudeau. When you won't even let lawyers in, to be able to cross-examine, you know, a witness. And you only let your own lawyers, and, and granted, now I'm going to say that the lawyers for the commission have been doing a great job of asking a lot of these agencies some tough questions, and I don't think that they'll let CSIS off. However, the one thing that I do know is from watching this is that all lawyers ask different questions. And it's the combination of them all that you get a complete picture because not one person is going to look at things you know, through the same lens. And, you know, when you when things are explained a little bit different of a way, you gain a different perspective, whether that's for or against using the Emergencies Act. But this is the best thing about having all these different lawyers participate, you know, in cross-examining all of these witnesses is you have people who see things slightly differently so we can all make a better and more informed decision. But when you start doing stuff like this, at the very onset of this, knowing that a judge was selected that was handpicked by Justin Trudeau himself to lead this commission, that was enough fuckery. Now you want to take the the government agency that says that there's been foreign influence and foreign funding, you know, as a part of this freedom convoy in Canada, and we know that is abundantly bullshit. 
But now lawyers that represent people who can call them out are not even allowed to be able to speak. We're not even allowed to be able to see the questions that the commission lawyers are going to ask CSIS. So this is this the stuff. This is where this is where we break the trust. This is where we don't have good communication. This is where we don't have transparency. These commissions are supposed to be all about transparency and finding the truth. Now you tell me, this is the question of the day, how do we do this under these kind of conditions? <laughs>